0: Richard Collier
1: is about to begin an incredible journey into another realm, another lifetime, in search of the love he could never find in this one.
0: That's Elise McKenna. Starred in a play in the hotel theater.
1: When was this play done? 1912.
2: Dr. Finney, is time travel possible? That is a question. Arthur? Arthur? You're the only one who can help me.
0: one, will you? Walk with me. Please. Call oh, yes. I know who you are. You came to destroy her.
1: goes beyond fantasy. Beyond time itself. Universal Pictures is proud to present Christopher Reeve, Jane Seymour, Christopher Plummer, somewhere in time. Someday, in the past, he will find her. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. That was... That was Jane Seymour in that movie? I didn't even really recognize that. Okay. What? Welcome to Classic Movie Night. With your host, Anna and Sean Allen. Brought to you by Ivity Studios. Ivity Studios. We don't sell ketchup. (laughs) Tonight's episode somewhere in time the 1980 classic starring christopher reeve and jane seymour hi anna hi i'm anna i i'm sean i'm not anna
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm anna
1: um so yeah we watched uh, somewhere in time
2: we did, and the very first thing I want to say about it is that I didn't realize how creepy it was when I was a kid, and it probably should be called Stalking Through Time.
1: Stalking Through Time.
2: Stalking Through Time.
1: Stalking Through Time.
2: <laughs> Instead of Somewhere in Time.
1: So, um, <laughs> so Somewhere in Time, uh, the synopsis, a Chicago playwright uses self-hypnosis to travel back in time and meet the actress whose vintage portrait hangs in a grand hotel
2: yeah but the only thing that makes it not creepy is that she it's that beginning scene where she comes up to him and says come back to me like she really did love him yeah so that's the and, only thing that makes this movie not creepy
1: hey Anna. part of the reason why i set the mics up on this table is so that we could sit across from each other but 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 you sat to the side of the table and moved the mic i just realized that so that when you're talking you're turning your head sideways and not closer to you anna's getting violent hang on okay more We don't have a good setup to record. We really don't have a setup at all to record, so we're kind of winging it as we go. And right now we're sitting at our coffee table, basically, on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Last or last time we recorded, we had we recorded away from home, and we had a nice like little dining room table to sit at, which helped.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But in our apartment, the way we have everything set up, we don't have that kind of setup, so. We'll figure it out.
2: Yeah, our apartment is tiny. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so you want to... So how how did we usually go about this? I always forget every time. Um. Do, do I talk about the director and the cast and then we get into the movie? Or do I talk about that stuff afterwards?
2: You usually do it after, but I think it'd be better to do it first.
1: Okay, well, before we get into the movie then... Let's talk about uh, the director. Um, Genote. It's a name I cannot pronounce. J-E-A-N-N-O-T. gino S-Z-W-A-R-C. Let's spell it again. S-Z-W-A-R-C. Zork? <laughs> it's a it's a it's a French name okay Um. anyway he is hmm, what is this person best known for directing let's see been directing a lot of TV lately later or earlier Jaws 2 Supergirl the movie um, some Twilight Zones yeah Somewhere in Time. Other than that, it's just been a bunch of TV shows lately. And then uh, starring Christopher Reeve. Everybody knows Christopher Reeve is. Superman. That's what he's best known for. Um, And then Jane Seymour, which I didn't even realize it was Jane Seymour. You didn't? I Well, no, I didn't. I didn't, like, I've never seen her in something when she was that young.
2: That's funny. Yeah, I remember watching... Dr. Quinn when I was a kid, and I was always excited that she was in this movie. Yeah,
1: Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yeah. Do you think that's what she's most known for?
2: That's what I know her best from.
1: She was in uh, Fifty Shades of Black.
2: She was in something we watched recently. Recently? That documentary you were watching that was like a movie documentary. What documentary? The one about the guy's life. Actor. I don't remember. The actor who did um, James Bond. Was she in that? Yeah, she played uh, a desk lady.
1: <laughs> that was her?
2: Yeah. You didn't see that? I said that when we were watching it. Look, I that's I don't her. think that was Like, her. we had just watched Somewhere in Time, and it was her.
1: She's not credited on here under that in that movie. Um, I think that was somebody else.
2: I thought it was
3: her. No.
1: But in either case, that's them. Ready to jump into the movie? Yes, sir. <clears throat> As always, I have my notes to help us guide us along. Right, Anna? Anna loves it when I take notes to our movies. Mm. Stop taking notes. You're missing it. Watch. <laughs> um okay. So my first note I've have, I, have, I have on the notes is Creeper Old Lady.
2: Creeper Old Lady.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So the movie starts off, and it's what like just after one of his plays that he wrote.
2: Yeah, his opening night of the play that he.
1: And then there's just like a there's just like a creepy old lady sitting in the darkness. Yep. Yeah. In the theater. And the way that they show it though, it's like creepy. Yeah. Like it's like.
2: The direction of this movie is like the cinematography and the way that the cameras roll into scenes are really creepy. Like
1: I thought that she was going to put like a hex on somebody or something. You did? (laughs) (laughs) Well, she was like, it's literally her sitting by herself in the darkness, just staring at him. Yeah. Nothing else. Just sitting there staring at him. And then she gets up and it walks to him and then uh, she gives him the watch. Yeah. Right? Because my next note is nice. Watch.
3: <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah.
1: Do you have anything to add to that? Any anything about that well, that opening scene that you want to talk about?
2: She gives him the watch and says, "Come back to me."
1: Yeah. Right. That's.
2: And then she just walks away from him, and all his friends are like, "What was that? Who was that?" And he goes, "I've never seen her in my life." Um. And it's just, like, weird. Yeah. I would feel weird if, like, I had a really big night and um, that happened. <laughs>
1: so, like, Some old random man, old l-
2: man walks up to me and, like, hands me,
1: Come back to me. <laughs> Here's a watch. Yeah. Bye.
2: It would be weird. Bye. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Anna's very talkative right now. Um, and then my next note is welcome to the Grand Hotel right because after that scene with that sequence mm-hmm. then it's he's at the Grand Hotel
2: well it flash forward like six years
1: okay so, so
2: he's working on a play in his apartment yeah and he's frustrated with it they're waiting for it and he's got a timeline and he's just like I need a vacation so he leaves
1: and goes to the Grand Hotel and he
2: ends up at the Grand Hotel and the, the is part- it the part where he decides to go to the Grand Hotel is really creepy. I mean, not creepy. It's a uh, cheesy because he's he's like just driving and then he stops and he like nods like really obviously and then goes <laughs> to the Grand Hotel. Is this
1: the same Grand Hotel that's in the Regina Spector song?
2: Oh, I didn't even think about that.
1: <laughs> I love that song.
2: There's a lot of Grand Hotels.
1: Yeah, I know. I was just messing around.
2: But that's cute. Um, we love Regina Spector. Regina! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we so, went to her show in Portland and it was so good.
1: So so he ends up at the Grand Hotel. And then my next note is... I can't hang on. I can't read my handwriting. Uh, lone, lo, love, Long pick? Let me see. What did I write? After the Grand Hotel one. Long pick.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did I write? Uh, Here, let me see. Let me see. Okay, it's okay. Let me see. Let me see. We can't have this much dead silence, Anna. Stop trying to <laughs> dissect it for so long.
2: I just can't read what you wrote.
1: That's that, lovely that's pic? lovely. Lovely pick? Maybe. Is that what I wrote? Uh-huh. Cuz is that when we see the picture of her hanging on the wall?
2: Uh it says lovely pick sleepy music photo got him straight tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure those all go together. <laughs> lovely
1: pick, sleepy music, photo got him straight tripping. Oh, I said boo. Photo got him straight tripping, boo. So yeah, so he's like, (laughs) (laughs) he's checking out the hotel, and then he ends up in like a room. It's like a little museum room or something, and there's just a picture of this young lady hanging on the wall, Mm -hmm. and he becomes obsessively like...
2: He can't sleep over it. It's weird. Yeah. Like
1: he just starts staring at this picture and he can't look away.
2: You know what I think it is? I think that he, it is weird, but I think that he knows she looks familiar. But at this and point. He, he can't place it at this At this point
1: all. he hadn't met her.
2: He had met her as an old woman though.
1: So you just think that. I think
2: that that stayed with him and subconsciously he remembers it and he's like. Why does she look so familiar? Why do I feel because like Because he I saw know the her? old lady version of her. Yeah. You think so? That's the only way it really makes sense. A lot of this movie you kind of have to like you kind of have to make it make sense. Like that? Yeah. Because if you don't then it's just creepy. But if you like really think about it and try to make it make sense then it's not as creepy.
1: So so basically part of the reason why I I wrote the note or I wrote this part the way I did in my notes was because there's like a montage of him just like constantly going back to the photo and just sitting there staring at it. Yeah,
2: it's like four minutes long or something. It's like a long time of him just like not being able to sleep and going and looking at the picture.
1: Yeah, he's just obsessed with it.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Obsessed. Well, she's a pretty damn cute girl. She is pretty, but it's a picture. Yeah. Like, calm down, guy.
2: Calm down a little bit. (laughs)
1: And then um he decides to start doing research on the lady in the photo, right?
2: Yeah, he tries to find out who she is. He goes and gets Arthur.
1: Arthur.
2: Arthur tells him who she is and
1: and then he like goes on like a like a hunt to try to figure out. See, th- this doesn't make sense to me as like just thinking about it right now. This makes sense to me as why would somebody in their right mind do this? Other than there were they had like a chemical imbalance.
2: I think we can agree that he's a little weird in this movie. His yeah. character is weird.
1: There there's a stuff about this movie that just doesn't he, normal human beings would not do.
2: Well that's what I was trying to say. Like you have to make it make sense in your head because it don't make sense. To
1: make it make sense. <laughs> you have to make it make sense in your head. Uh-huh. So basically you basically ju- you, it is a creepy movie. You just gotta have the the the, what 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 did they say? The uh suspension of disbelief or something like that. what's that phrase? Do you know what I'm trying to say?
2: I do, but I don't know what it is.
1: Um Basically you gotta be like, okay, this movie makes no sense, but Wait, it's a movie, so whatever. Did you
2: just get that from What's that show we've been watching? Dawson's Creek?
1: It's a it's a he, it's a saying that's been around forever.
2: I know, but they talk about it a lot in that show.
1: Well, Dawson is A cinematic genius, okay? (laughs) So it makes sense.
2: We have watched two episodes, and I've never seen it, and Sean's seen the whole thing, so it's been kind of funny.
1: I went through a phase um, after high school where I was staying up all night playing video games, and at like 6 o'clock in the morning, every morning, Dawson's Creek was on. (laughs) So I'd watch that before I went to bed at 7 in the morning.
2: It's way too early for that
1: show. (laughs) Well, this was past its prime, and it was on reruns blah 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 um so he's doing research and then while he's doing his research research he discovers that this is when he like truly discovers that the lady in the photo is the old lady
2: well, he, the he goes to the library looking for information about Lorena McKenna the actress who Arthur told him it is and he finds that picture of her as an old woman yeah. and realizes that it's the same person.
1: My note says, it's the same old lady, she dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does see that she's dead No,
1: She she died the same night that she gave him the watch.
2: Yeah, but you're getting ahead of yourself. You no, find-
1: I'm not. This is my next note. He finds this all out. Because when he sees a picture of her, he... He sees
2: He goes to her house.
1: He goes to her house, then he talks to like her Whoever that lady is. Was it is. like her daughter or her they granddaughter? They never even or, say.
2: They don't some, even say who that some is. Some
1: family member.
2: I don't even think she's a family member. I think she's like a caretaker or something.
1: Well But who, they never clarify. Whoever she is, she just mentions that. Well like didn't she say it in a very specific way?
2: What she is?
1: the, the night that she died.
2: Oh yeah, she tells him that he she died the night of his play,
1: yeah, how would she like how would that particular person put that piece together she that it was his play
2: no, he put it together,
1: oh, she was he's like the, he's he, the
2: one that's like she died that night,
1: oh okay, 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 yeah. that makes sense um, so yeah, if he finds out that she died that night, and then um. My next note is 1912, question mark.
2: That's because he he starts trying to figure out how to get back to her. He finds a book that Lorraine and was reading about time travel, and it ends up that it's a professor of his, an old professor of his. his There has to to be something
1: else. There has to be something else.
2: And there's a music box that plays the really annoying song that plays the whole movie. Why
1: did I just write nineteen twelve? Question mark.
2: Because he has to get back to nineteen twelve.
1: No, but why does he why why is nineteen twelve the year that he like thinks that he has to get back to?
2: Because that's when she was at the Grand Hotel. That's
1: Is that when he saw the... that Okay, I think that this was the part where he saw the guest book. And he saw his name written in there and the date was 1912.
2: He goes to his professor first and he says he like asks him about time travel and the professor tells him that people can hypnotize
1: themselves. Yeah, but what do. is, ni- what did Just, I, what is 1912?
2: There. Let me talk for a second. <laughs> what is 1912 about to do? Let me talk for a second. Ah.
1: Okay, sorry, sorry. Talk.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, His professor tells him that people can hypnotize themselves into time travel. Yeah. So if they think that it's that year, then it will be that year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he goes back to the hotel. Okay. Looks in the book of when Lorena McKennet was at the hotel and finds his name in the guest book.
1: No, she, I got, I, I, he has, I got listen, no, no, listen. no, 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 no. I got a bunch of notes in between he that. He has to. I got a bunch of notes in between that.
2: He knows he has to go to 1912.
1: Listen, these are my notes. 1912? Question mark. Talk in the old lady's room. That's my next note.
2: Well, I don't know why you wrote it there, Sean.
1: And then, I said, and then I said, is time travel possible? And then that's where he goes on to learn about time travel.
2: Well, I think Arthur tells, Arthur tells him that Lorena McKenna was there in 1912.
1: Is that that's where the 1912 came from? Yes. That's why I wrote that. <laughs> and then talk in, t- talk in the old lady's room is my next note. Yeah, with the lady. That's and when then, he That's when he talks to the lady. Then they
2: find the book, then they go to it's the professor.
1: Ti- is time travel possible? That's when he's talking to the professor. Yes. And then learning about time travel, this is when the professor's telling him, all you got to do is believe, Peter. And then he could time travel, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> all you got to do is think really, really hard, and then you could travel through time. Do you think that that's where they got the idea for about time? The fact that he could just walk into a closet and then, like, just think of a time where he wants to go and then he could travel there?
2: I don't know. They do that in a lot of movies. Do they? They do that in Jumper.
1: Is that how Jumper worked?
2: Yeah, he just pictures it and he's there.
1: Oh, yeah. He could, like, look at a picture or something and travel there, huh? Jumper's Uh, an
2: underrated movie, you guys. Watch it.
1: And then uh, I got Dressing Like He's From 1912.
2: Yeah, except he actually dresses like he's from 1905.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we find that out when he get, or um, later on in the movie, that he's a little bit before the time. Mm-hmm. Um, hypnotism. Okay, yeah, I just had this. Hypnotism equals time travel? Question mark.
2: Yeah, there's him hypnotizing himself is like excruciating.
1: <laughs> and in my next note is, nope. Just oh. because he was having such a hard time and couldn't do it.
2: Well, he realizes that he had, he records his own voice talking to him saying, it's the year 1912, blah, 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 blah. And he realizes that the tape recorder is too modern and it's preventing him from traveling. Yeah. So he turns it off, and he finally just, like, tries to um, believe that it's 1912, but and he ends up falling asleep.
1: we're not there yet, because my next note is...
2: Why do we have to go so strictly by your notes?
1: Where does the stuff come from? Question mark. Well, the nice, clean attic, of course...
2: That's when he asked him where the guest books were, where the stuff in the museum was.
1: Yeah. But I I wrote that because that's where I think I wrote that just because the attic was like extremely dirty and gross. That was a sarcastic comment. Anna stop examining the table.
3: This is new. These no are sense. like from something. That's not
1: new. Feel it. You could feel the wear on it. Before. Anna's looking at some dents on the table. From a, from our our our, car, our table is like a like a treasure chest from like a long long. T- it's like an antique treasure chest, and she saw a couple dents in it that's obviously been there for a long time. It's like mm-hmm. wear and tear type dents. It's not like something banged into it type dents. It's like the wood.
2: I disagree
1: completely. Um, where does the stuff come from? The nice clean attic, of course. And then this is when he finds his name in the 1912 guest book. Mm-hmm. this is part the reason why I stopped you? Is because you were skipping? Like that's a big part. I mentioned in the movie.
2: that. Yeah. In. Just, okay, read your notes.
1: Just in. As a little side note. Read
2: your but notes that's
1: time when time. he realizes that he was actually there. Like that's a big part of the movie.
3: Yeah. That's true
1: and then and then this is when he's like, "I can do this because I was there. My name's in this guest book, you know, so this happens, and then that's when he goes back and lays back down, and then um, like you said, he puts the he puts a recorder underneath the bed, mm-hmm. and then he falls asleep, and then the room starts changing around him while he's sleeping. Slowly, right? Kind of mm-hmm. fading in and out and stuff like that.
2: Right? He's like talking in his sleep still. So he's really tired, but he's doing it.
1: It worked! That's my next note. Mm-hmm. I had to say it like that because I have an explanation point at the end. Right? Yeah. This is Anna's movie that she chose, and she seems very disinterested right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He wakes up in somebody's room. There's like a girl in there, and then the husband or whatever comes in and he has to sneak out of their room.
1: Yeah. yeah. I remember that. And then, and then what happens?
2: closet first. Then what happens?
1: And then what happens?
2: He goes into the hall and walks back the other way. And the guy's like, Did you see try- someone trying to get in here? Because he had just left the room and shut the door.
1: While he was in the room, I ha- I wrote down solid hiding job. Yeah. Because then he just like hide behind the couch or something.
2: He goes into the closet and then he's hiding behind a chair like waiting to get out.
1: Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right.
2: And they're like right there.
1: And then my next note is young Arthur.
2: Yeah. Little Arthur.
1: Little Arthur looked like he was 70 years old. That little kid, just the way his haircut was and the way he was dressed and stuff. He just looked like an old dude.
2: But he was a little kid.
1: He was. It wasn't like Benjamin Button. He was just a little kid that was just dressed as an old guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Times were different back then.
1: Well he children, was like,
2: children children had to He,
1: he was like five years old and he had a receding hairline, okay?
2: No, he didn't.
1: Anyway, so we see young Arthur and then I got wrong door. That's my next note. Wrong door. What does that mean?
3: I don't know what that means.
1: Where was there a wrong door? Did he go to?
2: What'd you write after that?
1: Stalker? Question mark.
2: Oh, I think he goes to the theater to try and find Lorraine McClennett and then he ends up with the, the French lady that's like, Ooh, come into my room. I love you, handsome man. And then he's like, No, I'm looking for this other chick. And then she's like,
1: well, Maybe.
2: I think she's probably down by the lake.
1: <laughs> is that what she said?
2: Probably walking by the lake, my dear. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. And then. Then he stalks her at the lake.
1: Yeah, he stalks her at the lake. And then. And then they start dancing.
2: No, they don't.
1: That my my next note is they're dancing. I'm tired.
2: Right after that.
1: Because this is the part where I got too tired and we had to stop the movie and finish it the next day. Oh. But they, I got stalker, question mark, and then they're dancing.
2: What's after that?
1: Well, what happened after he stalked her at the lake? They hung out for a while and they talked, right?
2: Yeah, well, they talked for a few minutes, but then the, her manager comes and like, makes him leave.
1: Yeah, but when did they dance? And then he
2: follows them. <clears throat> I don't remember them dancing at that point. I, so they dance later at the, like, that night at the dinner.
1: My next note is, notice some odd camera fade checking in.
2: I really think your notes are hindering this conversation.
1: No, no. Okay, so what I meant by this was I started noticing that the coloration between scenes were completely different. Yeah. Like, did, did you notice that? Like, it'd go from one scene, and there'd be, like, a like a brown, like, almost, like, um, f- like, faint tint over the whole picture. Yeah. And then it'd go to the next scene, and it'd be super vibrant and colorful and stuff. Yeah. Almost like they're filming with two different cameras, and one camera had a filter on it.
2: I remember at one point thinking that, yeah, that the camera actually had, like, a net over it or something.
1: Yeah, which I thought was strange for because it's just so noticeable yeah to me that's what that note was that was just almost just a side note and then i have checking in and then this is when he's actually checking into the grand hotel and he um he goes up there he gets the key and then he realizes it's not the same key that he had in the guest book he's like i think there's some sort of mistake and then another employee walks over and he's like, Oh no, I gave that room out already. Here, here's this key. And then they give him the key that he saw in the guest book that he checked in with. Mm-hmm. So he's like, Yeah.
2: Yeah, and he emphasizes that the guy needs to write nine eighteen is the time that he checked in. And the guy's like, Yeah, whatever, and he writes it and then he goes, Bingo, and the guy goes, What? And he goes, Nothing.
1: Nothing. Um
2: I don't know. I'm not say anything.
1: Stranger Danger?
2: uh what's after that because that's the whole movie (laughs) movie.
1: (laughs) i think i wrote stranger danger just because of how how um how him and arthur were like how he like grabbed the ball and then gave it to arthur but like this little kid has no idea who he is and he's just
2: he was just being nice to him that's yeah, the but least, the
1: little stranger danger—you don't talk to strange adults, Anna.
2: That's the least creepy. That's part of why the
1: movie I wrote it because the little kids shouldn't have been talking to him in the first place.
2: Yeah, but it's nice he got him his ball. Stranger danger—that's my favorite part of the whole movie.
1: <laughs> I like <laughs> it when
2: he gives Arthur his ball. Okay,
1: so so then this it moves on, and then he. Uh, then my, my next note is TP from shaving, on way too long noticed it and seen by the water so after he checks in he um then that goes on and he ends up shaving and he cuts himself a couple times while he's shaving because he's not used to shaving in 1912 and he has like some couple little tissue rips on his face that people would put on from shaving Mm -hmm. right because of little blood spots and he just put a little tissue on but then he just went on with his day with his tissue on his face, and he goes out and meets with her, and he still has his tissue on his face, and they spend like hours together, and there's still the tissue- little tissue spots on his face, yeah until eventually she takes them off
2: I think it's supposed to be endearing
1: yeah, it's just like but
2: really it's just weird
1: yeah, it's like those are on way too long, yeah, like I don't even know if they would stay on by themselves for that long. Yeah, you know, weird. after the blood dried up and stuff, they, yeah, yeah, it was weird. Obviously, I wrote it because I noticed.
2: But yeah, that's when they're—that's when he actually has convinced her to go on a date with him. That's like after the dinner when they're dancing, and it's like creepy. And her manager gets rid of him. Then he like goes to her door that night and asks her on a date. For later and she agrees because he won't take no for an answer. Um, basically he just will not leave her alone until he promises she promises him that she'll go on a date with him, and then they spend the whole day together. And they have to run away from her manager because he's like, you know, being protective. And
1: when they agree to go on the day, is that when they had the first kiss?
2: No, that's, they go, they have the first kiss after the date. She takes him, he goes back into her room and that's the creepiest part of the whole movie because um, she doesn't want him to come into her room and he kind of forces himself in there and then she's just like, well, why did you want to come in here? And she's like obviously really nervous and like not wanting to be a part of things and then he's like, well, this is why and he like goes up and kisses her.
1: And then she says, you're not the boss of me.
2: No. While he's going up to kiss her, she's saying no. Like, don't kiss me.
1: But it's like, no. No.
2: Yeah, but it's like, no, she means no. But then he kisses her and she's like, oh, I think she just says, oh, God. And then they kiss. And it's like she gave in. And, like, now she loves him. And then she
1: says, you're not the boss of me.
2: But it's so creepy. I don't like it at all. When I was watching it, I was uncomfortable.
1: And then she says, you're not the boss of me.
2: No, she doesn't. Why do you keep saying that? Because the
1: manager comes in. And then he's like, you can't do, like, you can't see him. You can't be with him. And then she's like, you're not the boss of me. Yeah, okay. Because I wrote that in my notes. It says, you're not the boss of me after first kiss. Apprentices. After first case. I
2: don't think she actually used those words, but yeah, okay
1: <laughs> i quote you you are not the boss of me <laughs> <laughs> from the movie
2: I feel like you're talking to me right now <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and then um, after that, he takes off and then she has to perform in the play, so then there's the play
2: yeah, um and she improvises the entire first scene to say, I found the one I love, and it's you.
1: And then my note for this part, for during the play, is a lot of feeling after just a lunch. Because basically they had a lunch date. They had, like, a lunch date. Yeah. And then there, she's, like, confessing her, like, everlasting love for him during the play.
2: There's this weird thing... Where, okay, this is a good point to talk about
1: this. Okay.
2: I think that her manager might also have time traveled to manager.
1: Why do you think that?
2: There's like tiny little subtle hints that that might be the case. I didn't see because, any indication where. Because he comes up to, when he, later, when he's like actually throwing Christopher Reeves out. Yeah. He says to him, um, I know who you are, I know where you came from. Yeah. and But I, I just kind
1: of thought that he was saying that more metaphorically. He like, also, I know the kind of person you are.
2: I, it could go either way. It's like he's, there's, if you really pay attention to the way the manager talks, there's like a little hint that maybe he's a time traveler too. And he's come to make her successful. Um, because the other thing that's weird about it is, and this is the bigger hint, is that he, she, Lorena McKenna, keeps asking her manager, is he the one that's coming? So he's told her that somebody is coming and it'll be the one she loves and he'll destroy her success.
1: I thought that... See, I interpreted so, that as just kind of like a fear-mongering thing. Kind of like... Basically, like, you can't be... Like, you can't have a relationship if you want to be successful.
2: The way that she says, is it him? Makes me feel like... He knows. Like, he no-knows. Know
1: I don't know. I mean, I guess you could interpret it that way, but I didn't. I didn't interpret it that way. But I could see what you're saying. Like, I could see that... um, I could see that interpretation. The
2: way she keeps asking, is it him? Is he the one? It's like weird.
1: I don't even remember that. Really? Yeah, I don't remember that part. She does it
2: like throughout the movie. Even when she first sees him, she says, is it you? And he says, yes.
1: I just kind of like, I interpreted the whole thing as just kind of like her wanting love.
2: She does. And
1: him and the manager being like, you can't be with somebody if you want to be successful.
2: But he's told her that somebody specific is coming.
1: I don't remember him saying somebody specific is coming. No, no, no. I, she, I, we I, don't, we I, don't
2: see him say that. We just know that he said that to her well, how because do you she know? keeps asking him about it.
1: I don't remember her asking him about it.
2: You don't remember her Her saying like over and over? Not, is not, he, not, is not, that
1: the one? Not, not in a specific way. I mean, in a vague way, maybe. <clears throat>
2: It is vague, but I think that's
1: what it is. And I don't remember her using those words like, oh, is that guy right there, the guy who you've been talking about, is going to come and I'm going to fall in love with? Like, I don't remember anything like that happening.
2: Well, she says to him, she's explaining it to Christopher Reeves. I can't remember what his character's name is in the movie. And she says that the manager told her that someone would come. And
1: his name is Richard.
2: Yeah, Richard. That he that she should be afraid of him or something. She says that, like that. He's told her that she shouldn't. I don't remember the words that they said. I think I think that. She, he had told her that she should be afraid of him.
3: Hmm. I don't know.
2: You don't remember. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I can see it. I just don't remember those afterwards.
3: Yeah, I don't remember.
2: Anyway, it's something to think about if you decide to watch this movie after listening to our podcast.
1: Um, then my, my next one is read the notes. It's one of those scenes where the camera just focuses on a note. Oh yeah. Like like in um in uh, Rebecca there was a scene of Rebecca where it just like the camera just focuses on a note that gave you like 5 seconds to read it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say that's funny. They don't really do that anymore in movies.
2: That's because it's cliché. Yeah,
1: it's it's an old old
2: I think they did that in Lady in the Tramp.
1: <laughs> and that's an old movie. Yeah. <laughs> um and in my next note a solid gut punch because this is. Um, oh yeah, this after is when play. he's getting
2: thrown out. Yeah,
1: he's getting thrown out, and, and it's just like a cheesy looking it's punch the, to the during stomach. During the play, was it because
2: he's supposed to meet her after the play?
1: It wasn't outside. I thought it was outside.
2: It. it he, the manager comes up to him during the play and says, "I need to talk Pulls to you outside. outside."
1: See, I thought I thought that that was after the play.
2: It's during it. Okay. She, like, she's still doing the play when he gets tied up and stuff.
1: Tied up.
2: So, yeah, they're, the manager and him talk. That's the conversation where he says, I know who you are. And then two goonies come, and we don't even know who they are, but they're, they, they, like, beat him up and put him in the barn and tie him up.
3: Yeah.
2: And gag him.
1: Do they gag him? Yeah. Yeah, they, they yeah, know yeah. Um, tied up in barn is one of my notes and then my next note is never never never
2: what'd you write after that I don't even know what that means never
1: never never that was the part where he gets free and then um he goes to look for her and at this point like he checks her room and then they're supposed to have left and then he's and then he runs out and he's standing up on top like he's up on the hotel, and then she comes running through the field, and then she's like, Wait. "Superman, Superman!"
2: We forgot when the <laughs> we <laughs> forgot when the picture was taken. What picture? It was taken sometime before that. The oh, picture. oh,
1: that that happened right after the play. Nope. Like she got pulled backstage after the play because she wanted to go see him. Oh, it
2: was after the first scene. After she did her monologue.
1: They, yeah, they didn't show anything after that monologue with her actually acting in the play.
2: Yes, well, they showed other people acting in the play well, they,
1: that. They, they did like a curtain so call, like she bowed after that. This is that. what
2: happened. They do the first scene. She tells him that she loves him. Then he meets her but behind she, the curtain after the first act. And she sees him. They take the picture. And the picture is actually her looking at him, smiling. And then... He goes back out to watch the rest of the play. The manager tells him I need to talk to you outside, beats him up, and he's in the barn. There you go. So that's the order of things. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) I'm just trying to... The picture's an important part, so I'm just trying to go back to that.
1: Because because then that kind of ties it all together, because when he's looking at the picture at the beginning of the movie... She was looking at him in the picture. Yes. So he's looking at her in the picture, and she was looking at him while she took the picture, so it's like they're looking at each other, Anna.
3: Yes. Yes. It all makes sense.
1: Anna looks irritated with me right now.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, Anna. Um, Let's move on, okay? Yes, please. Why, Anna? It's okay. <laughs> I I was serious when I because I was serious when I said that that kind of just jumped into my head with him being obsessed with looking at the picture at the beginning. Yeah. You know, um you know, she was actually looking at him. I know. So, like the way that they like I don't know if they whatever. Gosh. who closed the door Anna who closed the door what door I think that there was a scene with them like in her room or something and like the door just closes by itself like they're talking in the room or something like something happened and a door closed and I took the note who closed the door maybe because there was like a cut where the door was open and in the next cut the door was closed I forget exactly what it was, but there's something weird with the door. Hmm. To the for the reason why I wrote who closed the door and then sexy time. Mm-hmm. This is where they make sweet sweet love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In a very 80s slow-mo lot of lot, lot of back skin.
2: Okay, literally scene. The curtain waves and they blow out the candle. <laughs> That really happens. Yep.
1: And then they wake up the next morning.
2: Mm -hmm. I
1: assumed it was morning, right?
2: Yeah, I think it is. Well, they say what time it is. I think she says it's like 2 o'clock. But that doesn't make any sense because it's like during the day. Maybe they wake up late the next
1: day. Maybe they just had sex in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. It was was light outside. Yeah, it's light outside when they wake up. Um, and then they're talking and then he's like they're talking about his jacket because of like how you said earlier how he was like I think my jacket looks good because she was saying it's outdated and like you need to get well, a new jacket
2: it's a weird it's a weird conversation because it's the first time in the movie where they both look really happy together yeah like really happy
1: J- yeah, yeah in a way where it's just like Them just hang, yeah. Normal. Yeah, it's the first time they look
2: normal together, (laughs) and um, there she's like talking about how maybe she'll quit acting because she met him now, and he's like, "No, you'll keep acting. Like it's not a big deal." And like they're making plans for the future, but then she says, "The first thing I'm going to do is buy you a new suit," and. He goes, I don't understand why people don't like my suit. And he puts it on and he's like, Look, it has all these great pockets. And that's when he pulls out the penny that he forgot to remove. The coin from hell! (laughs) That's my note. (laughs) That says like 1976, I think.
1: 1979.
2: Oh, you wrote it down. Nice.
1: I I think I wrote down 1979.
2: That's what it was. I'm assuming
1: that that's where the coin was from.
2: He pulls out the modern penny and it steals him away. And it's like a very scary scene. And she's screaming, Richard!
1: Richard! What do you think she saw? Do you think she just saw him like evaporate?
2: I've wondered that since I was a kid. Just fade
1: off like the picture and back to the future?
2: I think she sees him the same way that we're looking at her. Because in it like you see her like like, zoomy. Yeah, like zoomy and weird. So I think it looks the same for her as it looks for us. But we're we're just seeing his side of it.
1: And and this was as a stupid note I wrote because after that happens, he's like obsessed with trying to get back. And my note was, it's been seventy years, it's time to move on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um I don't even know what to say to that.
1: (laughs) It's true. 70 years oh okay. in
2: that that part too he gives her the watch he hands it yeah to her right before
1: he pulled right
2: before, right before yeah and says so the the watch there's a name for that when that happens in time travel movies where <laughs> something doesn't make sense because it it can't exist because she gives it to him and he gives it to her so where did it come from the watch doesn't exist
1: there's yeah, a name okay, for so, that. So, so, yeah, because he if he gave it to her... Yeah, you're right. It's like a... Uh, it's a loop. What, like a paradox? No? Yeah. Is that the word? I think
2: that is the word. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the watch is the paradox.
3: Yeah, some sort of... Thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Plot hole.
2: I think they did it on purpose, though. Like,
1: well, definitely. yeah, obviously they did it on purpose, but like you said, it's something that...
2: It doesn't make any sense.
1: Like, if you think about it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. The watch would have had to, in order for it to make sense, the watch would have had to have been a gift that she gave him when he went back in time, and then he gave it back to her, and then he handed it back to her.
2: Yeah, but that's not the way that they did it. Yeah,
1: that's not the way they did it. But that would have been a way to make it make sense.
2: But it's cool that it doesn't make sense, though. No. Like, if I was making this movie, I would make it that way.
1: Not the me. Watch. No? No, because it would have been something. If somebody...
2: I like it. If somebody
1: can talk about it, like, if if I came out with a project and somebody was able to talk about it, um, what, 37 years later from when it came out and being like, this makes no sense of why this should have happened. You got to have it make sense.
2: I like that it doesn't make sense though. Okay. I appreciate that it doesn't make sense. I'm kind of a
1: stickler for details though when I'm
2: I like that detail and they definitely did it on purpose. Like
1: if I can, like 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 when I'm when I'm shooting stuff, you know. Yeah. Like when I'm doing the short films or music, you know, I really try to make things make sense because mm-hmm. when I watch movies and things don't make sense, that bugs me.
2: I like it. You know, like
1: watching a horror movie and You know, the girl who's trying to get away runs into the shack full of axes.
2: I feel like the watch is a small enough detail, though, that it's like, it's just kind of fun.
1: But it's the thing that ties them together. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: I like it. (laughs) I like it for that reason.
1: And then, um, so then he's basically in such a deep, dark depression. At the end of the movie?
2: Right, because he can't go back.
1: That he, like, kills him? Like, he, like, s- stars himself to death?
2: He just dies of a heartache.
1: Is that what it's supposed to be? Yeah. Because my thing said they ghost at the end? Because they get back together. That shows them, yeah, like, in dies. like a heavenly setting with them, like, yeah. embracing. and.
2: I always was really moved by Arthur, like, how much Arthur liked him.
1: I didn't like that ending. You didn't. No. It was it was sad.
2: It was sad.
1: It's like he he just
2: Oh, I forgot. No, go ahead. She
1: lived a full life. Yeah. It's like yeah, like the love of her life got away, but she still lived to be a creepy old lady.
3: <laughs> okay?
1: He died at a young age because of her. Yeah. You know like he still would have been in his 30s
2: you know what i don't understand what's that i don't understand that he just completely gave up hope
1: yeah just completely
2: but i think the reason for it is even he, though even though i don't really like it i think the reason he can't go back is because he didn't go back. Like, in the beginning of the movie, she says to him, come back to me. And she means, come back to me after that. But he never came back to her. So he knows he can't go back.
1: See, I think that that doesn't make any sense as far as the rules that they've established within the world. If
2: you look at it, it from a hypnosis point of view, he can't physically, in his mind, believe well, that she, he could go back. So, so he because, has a mental block, Because basically. she said in the beginning, come back to me, which means he never went back.
1: Well, yeah, but at the same time, that's...
2: So in his head, he knows that. He knows okay. he can't get back so,
1: to her. So, so the, the, the time travel rules of this movie put in place is if basically if you believe enough you could travel back in time
2: yeah but when he does travel back in time it's because he He believes it's because he it's not because he believes it's because he knows
1: well yeah but regardless regardless whether he knows or not he should still be able to if he believes hard enough it doesn't matter if he knows or not the professor talked about how he traveled back in time
2: but the professor is wrong
1: What do you mean the professor's wrong? He's the one who told him how to do it. And the professor... The
2: professor only did it for a second.
1: But he did it. Yeah. But I'm just saying the rules of this movie suggest that anybody should be able to do that if they hypnotize themselves in a way of doing it. Mm -hmm. As long as they follow those set of rules, they should be able to do it. You know what I mean?
2: Maybe he was just like... Maybe he could have done it in like 10 years. You know, like, really prepared for it and done it. But maybe he was just, like, so devastated that he couldn't go back right he
1: was then. He was a weak-minded person.
2: Yeah. It's well, as simple as
1: that. He's no Superman in this movie. It's weird
2: because re-watching it reminded me of an ex-boyfriend that I had in high school. Oh. So I was like, yeah, he's acting like a 16-year-old right now. Yeah. You know, like, it's like not, the whole movie, he's not acting like an adult person no. would act. So. And that,
1: I mean, that's part of the problem with this movie. Is both of them act like kids the whole time. Yeah. Even her. Yeah. You know, as the manager being like her, like a father figure. Mhm. And and they're both full grown adults.
2: Yeah, like he's in his thirties.
1: Yeah, he's She's obviously
2: probably her late twenties. Yeah,
1: that's kind of yeah but still yeah there it's it's a strange movie yeah i mean it's a pretty highly regarded movie but if you really look at it it's a pretty strange movie
2: it's highly regarded is it and i don't i my friends have never even heard of this movie i've only seen it cuz my mom liked it when i was a kid
1: i mean i i don't know if i should say it's highly regarded but like the imdb rating is 7.3 out of 10
2: that's weird
1: but Metacritic is only twenty nine, which is low.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of in between. I think I'd give I would give this movie three stars probably for just like liked it. Um but like on a scale of one to a hundred I would do fifty. You know what I mean? No. I mean I'm I'm like if
1: Basically you're just saying it's a middle of the road movie.
2: Yeah. But I really liked it when I was a kid, but that's because I didn't know that it was creepy until I watched it as an adult and was (laughs) like, whoa, this is weird. (laughs) Rewatching it was so weird. I could never appreciate it the way that I did before.
1: That's how, you know, a lot of times when, when we watch movies from our childhood that we hold in such high regard, you know, we watch it when we're adults, and it's just like, it's because we've learned so much throughout our lives. We have so much more life experience, and then we realize, like, no, these people are stupid. Mm-hmm. This makes no sense. You know, when you're a kid, it's like so romantic, and you know, yeah. you're like, oh, traveling back in time to be together. You That's know.
2: the thing. Another thing about this movie is that it could be remade in a better light, like not as creepy. But I feel like the director made it creepy on purpose. With the shots, so, like the cinematography in it, and
1: so 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 the average rating on, Go- on the Google Play Store for this movie is four point eight out of five.
2: That's so weird.
1: <laughs> with With two hundred and thirty one total reviews, wow. or total ratings. Um. So that's what? The,
2: what do you rate it?
1: Um. So I I like to do the grading, right? Yeah. Um, I would give it a see I enjoyed even though they had flaws and stuff I enjoyed the characters for the most part for the roles that they are playing mm-hmm. it had I I like time travel movies I'm not a huge fan of the way they did it I enjoyed seeing Christopher Reeve mm-hmm. um, but I just I didn't think it was that good of a movie Mm-hmm. So, um, I would give it a, it's a pass, like you were saying, though, it's kind of a middle middle of the road. It's passable. It's not horrible by any means. I'd give it a yeah, C. Yeah, like mi-
2: you enjoyed watching it, right?
1: I'd give it a C minus.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, there, there was an aspect, there was enough aspects of it that maybe kind of like, even if some of it was campy, mm-hmm. you know, like watching back. Like seeing, like when he pulls out the coin, he's like, ah, like, oh my, like like his eyes get all wide when he sees the coin and he's almost like, no, like almost laughter in that part.
2: Actually, during that part, I yelled out, you didn't know this was going to be like Twilight Zone, (laughs) did you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'll I'll give it a C minus for a few parts that, yeah, I'll just give it a C minus. And for the fact that I didn't know that that was Jane Seymour when she was younger, that that's cool. You didn't even realize that? Nope. The whole movie? Oh. She was cute when she was young.
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) Hey. Hey, while I was watching it, I couldn't help but think to myself, man, Christopher Reed was a handsome guy.
2: They both were really attractive in that movie. (laughs) Doesn't make it less creepy, though. No.
1: Actually, I think it might make it a little bit more More creepy, creepy, since he's such a handsome guy, and he's so obsessed with this girl from
2: 1912.
1: Yeah. It's like, bro. You could do alright for yourself.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, like move on dude. Um
1: anyway. So Alright, let's move on to um to let's uh let's wait
2: favorite characters. Favorite mine's, characters. Mine's Arthur.
1: I like Arthur. He had such a small role in the whole thing.
2: Yeah, but I like mean, he's the only normal one. <laughs> yeah. He's the only person in the movie that makes sense. I um, like him. F- I've always he's always been my favorite since I was little.
1: I'd probably say my favorite character was Christopher Reeve. Really? Just because it was it was cool to see him. But so like, your
2: your favorite character is the actor?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like honestly, like the 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 part where he where he unties himself in the barn, right? and he's like kicking and moving around and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. That part actually kind of made me kind of sad. Oh. Cuz I was like I was like, man, he was like he was a talented actor.
3: Yeah, he was. You
1: know. And like he had his accident and all that stuff. And I just I enjoyed watching the movie because of him. Yeah. You know, to see him in the movie and stuff.
2: We should watch Superman soon.
1: We've both seen it.
2: I know, not for this, just for fun. No. Um, I haven't seen it since I was little,
1: but I I don't know. I I mean, as far as characters go, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe Arthur. Really? Yeah. I Not mean, it's the, just like just thinking about the characters themselves because all the characters had so many flaws.
2: I thought you would pick the French lady.
1: The French lady? She wasn't enough.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as if you would consider her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um let's read some
2: i think that's the first time we've both picked the same character
1: <laughs> let's read some uh, google play reviews yeah yeah there's a few of them okay um i generally look for some shorter ones i don't want to read any that are too long so um this one this one is from walking trail 777 decent movie Horrible ending. It's like the writers put absolutely no thought in the last five minutes of the movie. Three stars.
2: That's pretty true.
1: Yeah? You agree with that? Okay.
2: Well, I kind of agree with it. This movie is weird. <laughs> it's like you you have arguments with yourself about it yeah. while you're watching it and afterwards. It's like you have to rationalize the whole movie.
1: This one's from uh, Angela Snyder. Favorite movie of all time. Time travel and romance. It does not get better. Five stars.
2: Well, that girl has some issues.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This one's from Dario Martinez. Like an Oscar-winning Hallmark movie. If it were possible to fuse Oscar-winning movie and Hallmark movie, this would be it. Five stars.
2: I don't know how to feel about
1: that. Somewhere in time, very, very romantic love story, and reincarnation, happy and sad. Okay, let me read this how it's written: a very romantic love story, and reincarnation, happy and sad too. I love this movie. They put explanation points between like every word.
2: Weird.
1: Five stars. (laughs)
2: read a bad one
1: read a bad one there are no bad ones Anna I mean okay excellent drama movie the best performance Christopher Reeve I've ever seen in this kind of drama movie Reeve prove his skills very good (laughs) unforgettable classical movie four stars I love reading this how exactly how they're typed Um, the people that actually left written reviews on here, like, none of them are. Literate? (laughs) (laughs) No, none of them are, like, bad reviews. Oh. Like, they're all.
2: That's because anyone who would write a bad review about this movie probably wouldn't even sit through it.
1: Great enough to name my daughter Elise. Was that her name, Elise?
2: Yeah, her name was Elise McKinnon.
1: So somebody named their daughter after the character in this movie. Five stars. (laughs) I think that's enough for movies. Yeah. People
3: are People
1: love it. People love this movie. One of the greatest movies of all time, according to Google Play. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's, it's good.
1: You you want to you want to hear some IMDb trivia? While Christopher Reeve was filming this movie, the local theater decided to show his latest hit, Superman. Many of the somewhere cast joined the locals for the event. Early into the screening, the sound went out. Reeve, who was sitting next to Jane Seymour, stood up in the audience and delivered all the lines.
2: For the rest of the movie? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's hilarious. Um, the whole movie, like all the characters?
1: Oh, uh, maybe just his, I don't know.
2: That's really funny.
1: Um let's see. I saw this main one.
2: That's really funny, Sean. What a great guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um According to the DVD bonus features, Jane Seymour tells a story about Christopher Reeve's airplane, which was parked on the island. Late at night, Seymour and Reeve would discreetly leave and go for plane trips. Seymour states that they flew to Toronto in Canada several times.
2: Oh my god. Where <laughs> was it filmed?
1: Um, I don't know. Apparently someplace where they could get to Toronto pretty quick. So probably like maybe in Vancouver or something. Maybe in Canada. Because it'd be hard to fly internationally just on a whim. I don't know how flying in 1980 was, but I assume that you'd still need to go through um, customs and stuff, you know. Um, Goofs. Let's look at some goofs. IMDb goofs when i kind of want to get like little like intro jingles for these parts or something <laughs> when richard initially goes backstage to look for elise during the afternoon rehearsal he passes a hanging bar light bulb it is a frosted light bulb of modern design since the 1940s not the hand blown clear glass bulb that was used in 1912 these people are sticklers for details anna an American flag flying From the Grand Hotel in 1912 Has 50 stars In 1912 it should have 46 Early in the year Or 48 stars after July 4th mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm telling you Anna These little things The portrait of Elise seen by Richard Is a glossy Gelatin, gelatin print glossy gelatin printing out paper was not commercially available until the 1920s before this date only matte and gloss album albumen or matte gelatin process were available
2: Wait, oh. which picture are they saying
1: the main picture that he's looking at like the uh, way that that's printed didn't it happen before the 1920s that's funny um
2: are they sure? Because it was framed. It could have just been behind glass.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I think that that's good for that stuff. Right?
2: I like the movie story, the screening. That's really funny. Don't see
1: if there's any more cool trivia things. Let me see if I can find a short trivia. The actress who auditioned for the role of Elise, the actresses who auditioned for the role of Elise, were all asked if they have ever been in love before. Jane Seymour was the only actress who answered yes. Wait, what? All the actresses that auditioned for the role of Elise were asked if they've ever been in love before, and Jane Seymour was the only actress to answer yes. Weird. That's why she got the part.
2: You know what? I have an old school magazine with an article about this movie that my mom had from high school. It's in our room right now. I can go grab it. It's okay. But it's like something that nobody has. It's a scholastic review.
1: But I don't, we don't have time for that. You have to go searching for it. And
2: you could just pause the podcast, can't you?
1: Yeah, you could go look for it. I guess. I mean, how long would it take?
2: I think I know where it is.
1: Right now, you could go grab it within like thirty seconds.
2: Yeah. All right, go grab it. Okay, yeah, I'll go try.
1: Okay. Until then, let's hear a word from our sponsor. I'm just kidding. We don't have any sponsors because we're cool. Um, I'll read. I'll read another trivia. While Anna is doing her thing. Let's see. Um, The film was made and released about five years after its source novel, Bid Time Return by Richard Matheson, was first published in 1975. The book won the World Fantasy Award for Best Novel in 1976. Matheson also wrote the film screenplay. Editions of the novel published since the film was made have uh, published since the film was made. How ha- this is how it's written. Editions of the novel published since the film was made have adopted ad- adopted the film's somewhere in time title. The film's original working title was the book title. Bid time return. That title is derived from a line from Act Three, Scene Two in William Shakespeare's play Richard the Second. It reads. Oh, Call Back Yesterday, Bedtime Return. So this movie is actually based on a book, which Anna never mentioned to me. So if you are somebody who enjoys reading books or, you know, movie tie-in to book, that's something, I guess. Let's see. Oh, Anna's here. She pulling out her...
2: I found it. It has a picture of supermodel Christopher Reeve on the front in his suit.
1: What is that from? Is that from like when it actually came out, 1980?
2: Yep, October 3rd, 1980, volume 29, number 4, Scholastic Scope. Oh. And it has my mom's name written in, not her handwriting, because I think she was in middle school or high school? Middle school, because she graduated in 86. So this is when my mom was... Uh.
3: What? Twelve, thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Like that?
2: She would have been twelve. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. She wrote her name on it. Um, somewhere in time, a movie script.
1: You got talking page to the, talking to the mic, babe.
2: I'm looking for the page. It's like right in the front. It's right there. Yeah
1: that's a long you can't read that whole thing it's pages long
2: it's like a part of the script Look.
1: we'll take a picture of it and we'll post it along with uh we'll post it on instagram
3: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah
3: this
2: is cool I thought it was, like, a review, but it's actually, like, a section of the script. little companion piece
1: to go along with when we drop this episode. So look for that on the Instagram page, Classic Movie Night Podcast. All right? That's our Instagram?
2: Yeah. Classic Movie Night Podcast. Oh, it says continued on page 21. Maybe there's a review there. Wait, there's more on eleven.
3: Okay. (laughs) It says,
2: in Somewhere in Time, Elise says, I don't believe in destiny. We make our lives what they are. Destiny is a force which some people believe causes your life to turn out a certain way. Another word for it is fate. Oh, it's an assignment. Read the play beginning on page two. Do you think destiny caused what happened to Richard and Elise? Think about these things. One, did Richard have a choice about trapping back in time? Two, did Elise have a choice about falling in love with Richard? Three, did Elise have a choice about staying with Richard? Four, did Richard have a choice about returning to 1979? Many things are involved in destiny. I don't know why it's talking about destiny so much. Anyway, I'm bored with that. (laughs) But those questions are all good questions.
1: Yeah. Um, So I think that's it. Right? We done? You're done with this?
2: Hold on, I'm looking for page
1: 22 because it said... Oh, there cheese there. and rice, Anna.
2: I just want to see what's in here. Cheese and rice. This is something that no one
1: else has. I'll, uh, I'm sure there's something around in the world.
3: Um, yeah, I think that's Okay, it.
1: so that's it. That's it for this podcast, for this episode of Classic Movie Nights um next week actually it's not even going to be next week because we're recording this a bit late like we always do because we're cool like that we are going to do a quick turnaround and we'll be recording an episode in just a couple days for our next movie so i'm going to post this today friday june 2nd and then we're gonna the next post should be june 5th
2: what day is that sunday
1: uh, let's see, today's the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, Monday. So it's either going to be the 4th or the 5th, depending on when we record.
2: Why? Why those days?
1: Because we were trying to record on Sundays. Oh. Unless we change our schedule, because my schedule changed. So unless we start recording on Fridays.
2: Yeah, we might want to. Do you,
1: do you prefer recording earlier in the day? Because right now we're recording in the afternoon before Anna goes to work. If we do Sundays, it'd be at night. What do you prefer to do?
2: Um, this is nice. I'm actually awake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You tend to have a bit more energy before you go to work than when you get home from work. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll, then what we'll do is maybe maybe we'll, we're, we're going to switch our release schedules for this week. We're going to see if this works and record Fridays and drop it on Fridays. See if that works. Cause right now the Sundays, I guess, isn't really working too well, so. Okay. So a week from now, we'll have our new episode. And what
2: are we watching, Sean?
1: See, I've been kind of going back and forth between a couple films. Um basically, should I go serious, like drama, like I was thinking maybe The Godfather. But I was also thinking of going more fun. And going with young Frankenstein.
2: Which I've seen.
1: Which Anna has seen, but I've never seen.
2: But neither of us have seen The Godfather.
1: Um, See, what did we watch last week? Gremlins? Gremlins was the last one. And then this one's Somewhere in Time. They're both... They're both in the 80s movies, actually. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should fall back a little bit. But I think both Young Frankenstein and The Godfather were both made in seventies. Godfather might have been eighty, might have been late seventies, I think though. Um, because I was kind of thinking of going for a spoof movie, because I was listening, I was listening to this other podcast, and they were talking about great spoof movies from the past, mm-hmm. and that kind of got because of how horrible most spoof movies are today. Yeah, you know, and they're talking about how great they used to be. So that kind of got me thinking. I'm like, well, like there's Blazing Saddles, which I've I've seen about half of it. I never finished it, but I've seen about half of it. And then there's like movies like Young Frankenstein and Airplane. And
2: Airplane. Yeah, I've never heard of that.
1: You never heard of Airplane?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, should we do Airplane then? I don't know. Because I think I've about. only seen a portion of Airplane. What is it? Like I said, I've only seen a portion of it. It's a spoof movie. It has, like, cream Abdul-Jabbar in it. it. Takes place on an airplane. It's like a stupid... It's kind of in the... It's in the same vein as Blazing Saddles and those... It's like a Mel Brooks type movie. I don't even know if it was Mel Brooks.
2: Or Snakes on a Plane.
1: Snakes on a Plane. No. Nothing like Snakes on a Plane.
2: There's motherfucking snakes.
1: Hey, Anna. <laughs> can't cuss on this podcast.
3: Thank you. No, now i got to
1: edit that out. This is a family-friendly podcast.
2: Oops. <laughs>
1: Jeez.
2: If you guys haven't seen Snakes on a Plane, it's pretty good.
1: Air. Plane.
2: I saw it in theaters.
1: That's another 1980 movie, but, I mean, we can do it. It doesn't matter.
2: Snakes on a Plane? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's airplane. About airplane. I know. I was joking. You know
1: what? I want to do Young Frankenstein. Because that's the one I was leaning towards. So we're going to do Young Frankenstein for our next movie. Okay. Let's see. Um, let me check real quick to see. I use justwatch.com to try to figure out ways to watch it. Because so, that will tell you where it's streaming, where you rent it, all that kind of cool stuff. So Young Frankenstein from 1974, so that, that's nice. This says it's on Netflix right now. So, everybody has Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, then get your mom's Netflix account information and watch it. So, Young Prank sign next Friday. Watch it. Send us e- cool emails. Classic Movie Night at evitystudios.com Or... Uh, you could always comment on Instagram because I'll post. Uh, hey, this is what we're doing next week. So you could always post on that. We'll read comments. We'll read things from what people say. Right, Anna? Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's it. Young Frankenstein next week. Yep. Got anything to add, Anna?
2: I just want to thank anyone who's been listening. I feel like, um, I don't know, at first I thought this was just going to be for fun, but we've had people listening, so I just want to thank you guys, that's
1: nice. Yeah, we've had some feedback too, which is nice also. A little also. bit. A little, little bit of feedback. We're, we we really
2: appreciate the feedback. Like, If you guys have any ideas or anything, please feel free to comment, email, anything, because that has really been nice for us to see.
1: And I think that's as we get better keeping on a set schedule, everything will be... As far as, like, doing the segments and everything will be better. Because mm-hmm. we'll be more uh, in in rhythm and whatnot, you know. So we get out of rhythm a bit when we have a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there, so...
2: Well, a lot of it is just our work schedules and...
1: Yeah, our work schedule Like, I went through a change. Part of the reason why um, this episode is late is because when we got back from our vacation... My I had a schedule change which led to me having to work a lot like seven days in a row and it was just a lot, so but in either case, that's it.
2: That's it. Bye guys. Ooh. Thank you. Peace out.
1: Bye.